Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Day in the Life Career Insights brought to you by ConsultSpot. Broke out the fall sweater, finally. Uh, it's officially the end of summer, at least here in Boston. Hope you guys are having a good fall so far. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to the past few podcasts, following the uh, social media pages, really appreciate the feedback that I've been getting, the support. Uh, like I said, you know, if you have any suggestions on the clips that I share or, you know, the format of the podcast at any point, you know, would love to uh, learn as I kind of try to keep uh, putting out more content. Uh, we got a fun episode for you. Uh, it's another one of my friends. Uh, it's DJ Jansen. Well, DJ and I uh, used to work together a few years ago. Uh, he's currently uh, a vice president of private bank banking at Silicon Valley Bank. So. We're going to learn a little bit about how he made the transition, a little bit about his role, and just how others can kind of break into banking if you didn't start off of it, start off in it uh, fresh out of college. Uh, as usual, if you'd like to speak to any of the guests featured on this podcast or anyone else that, that's in a career or an area that you're interested in, uh, feel free to shoot us a note, hello at consultspot.com, and we'll set you up with a one-on-one call. Uh, having said that, let's just jump right in. Hey, DJ. Thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, Arash. Thanks for having me. So just to start us off, DJ, do you mind giving us a high-level overview of kind of what you do? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm a vice president of private banking at Silicon Valley Bank. So I work on our Taylor Lending team, helping out uh, CEOs, private equity and VC individuals with loans. Got it. And could you give us some background into your educational and work experience and kind of how you landed at SVB? Yeah. So I attended Elon University. I studied finance and marketing. Uh, from there, I started in sales at Catalan Technologies, where I was primarily selling to private equity and VC people. That's kind of where I got introduced to that side of the world in the finance world. Um, from there, I got introduced to SVB through a mutual friend where I kind of wanted to get closer to the analytical side of finance and a little less on the high level sales aspect. Got it. And could, could you explain SVB to folks who have never heard of the bank? Kind of like what's the structure, you know, what the main focus is just like a lay of the land. Yeah. So SVB is a, a bank that caters to the innovation economy. So there's kind of four components of that. There's SVB in general, which is focusing on the startup companies themselves. So we specialize in lending to startups. There's SVB Capital, which is a venture capital arm of the bank. There's SVB Securities, which is an investment banking arm of SVB, uh, focusing all across sectors, healthcare, technology, consumer, everything. And then there's SVB Private, which caters to focusing on the individuals within that economy. So, you know, executives at startups, private equity, VC people who are investing heavily in the space, as well as any other high net worth individuals. For people who aren't as familiar with the banking world, I feel like everyone kind of hears about investment banking, the Goldman Sachs of the world. Uh, could you kind of break down like at a high level what, you know, the banking world kind of looks like and where people can usually find, kind of find themselves for someone who's like relatively new to the space? Yeah. So, and, uh, there's, there's quite a different, there's a bunch of different avenues within banking. Um, in terms of commercial, usually that's going to be lending towards lending to specific companies. Um, so, you know, you think about lines of credit going to companies to help them, you know, with working capital. And what that can mean is just helping them make sure they can make payments. So 
pay their employees, pay vendors, things like that, uh, as well as just, you know, general loans to help facilitate whatever they need. Investment banking is a little more focused on, you know, selling and buying companies between private transactions as well as helping them go public. Uh, private banking is focused more on catering to high net worth individuals. So that's can be kind of full stack of, you know, loans, wealth management, financial planning, estate planning, things of those nature. Um, and then, you know, some, some banks have asset management arms where they're investing directly in private companies uh, and, you know, kind of making their own investments off balance sheet. Cool. Could you give us an overview of your role and what a typical day is like for you? Yeah. So I work on what we call our tailored lending team. Uh, so I'm, I'm an underwriter. I spend most of my time digging through individuals' financials, uh, looking at, you know, kind of what their income is like and what their assets are and trying to do some, you know, uh, risk and weakness assessment to figure out what, if they fit within our guardrails and what we're comfortable with. Um, my day-to-day kind of has three components. So it has the underwriting side, which is, again, much more focused on, you know, the analytical aspect, assessing strengths and risk and putting things together to try and decide, should we continue forward with this deal? Um, there's the client service aspect. You know, we have to manage and monitor uh, our existing clients. You know, that can just be helping them questions they have on loans they have with us, uh, as well as just introductions to new clients and trying to see if there's ways we can help them and if it makes sense for us to work together. And then the third aspect of it is portfolio management. So once we get the loans on the books, it's really making sure, are they still performing well? Do we have any concerns? And is there anything we should be looking at otherwise? And you said you're working with private clients, so it's individuals. Uh, what exactly are these individuals taking loans out for? Is there is it starting businesses? Is it something else? Uh, for the type of clients we work with, it's primarily going to be continuing to invest in startups. Uh, many of our, our individuals have either had their own startups that have been successful or have just been serial investors through their private equity or VC careers. A lot of it's going to be helping with either specific individual investments that they need, you know, short-term cash for, or it's just in general trying to help them figure out, you know, they're investing in a lot of private companies, that cash flow is not as predictable. How do we make it a little smoother for them that they can kind of still live a comfortable life while not having to wait, you know, three, four, five years for a large payout for an investment they made? Got it. And you mentioned earlier that you're doing a lot of analysis on risk profiles and things like that. Uh, what does that exactly entail? Is it kind of running Excel models on finances, like is, tactically, like what exactly, or is it just taking a closer look at their finances, you know, runway, et cetera? Like, uh, could you ex- dive a little bit deeper into that? Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of getting a sense of, you know, high level. What is, what is their income like? What can we assume is a reasonable level of income? Uh, assets and other liabilities they have. So other loans we want to take into account before putting ours in place. And then an idea of that would just be stress testing it. So, you know, if there's a down year in their income, how, how much of a down year does it have to be before, you know, we're a little concerned, can our loan be repaid if there's nothing there? Um, so it's, it's looking at those things to try and understand what's a reasonable level of income and what can we project going forward and be comfortable with based on their, this client's uh, profile. And, you said you started off as an analyst, right? Or an associate? As an associate, yes. Could you explain how your role has evolved uh, getting promoted from associate to, I'm assuming, senior associate and from there uh, now VP? Kind of what yeah. you were responsible for at different levels? So at, at an associate level, you're responsible for a lot more of the behind the scenes underwriting aspect. Um, so it's a little bit of just getting comfortable of, you know, one, 
what are SVB's policies and how do you adhere to those? So every every bank has their own internal procedures on how they underwrite loans and what they determine as good credit. Um, mm-hmm. So as an associate, you spend most of your time kind of getting that groundwork of doing the analytical work on these facilities and making sure you understand everything. As a senior associate and up, you kind of start to get a little bit more of the client interaction. Um, so that can be, you know, helping discuss with the client what's best for them based on, you know, the products that we're willing to offer, as well as continuing to do more of the underwriting. And then when you get to vice president and up, it's a lot more of the client interaction, as well as um, a little bit more of coaching internally on the teams and helping the, the associates and senior associates kind of build their uh, foundation and become better underwriters in terms of loans. Could you explain what exactly underwriting means for people who aren't as familiar with banking? Yeah. So the way that I kind of think about underwriting is it's you're taking in all this information from uh, clients and you're basically trying to break it down into your kind of own internal terms. So, you know, you a client send me all your, your bank statements, your, your income for the past few years, your tax returns. I, my role is to be able to take that information, break it down very simply and kind of put it together of saying, here's what we think their income looks like. Here's what we think someone has on their app, their assets. Here's some liabilities we're concerned about. And then going from there talking about, you know, how do we think we're going to get repaid on this loan? If we, if the, that first repayment wasn't there, are there other ways that we can get repaid? It's really just being able to look at those financials and understand, you know, what's the what's the whole picture here? You know, where where do we where do we feel really comfortable? Where do we feel some concerns? And if there are concerns, why are we okay with them? Got it. So it's basically at the finish line, it's the actual offering of the loan, but the whole process uh, that goes into it is what you just mentioned, right? All the review, the due diligence, etc. Yeah, it's a, it's more think of it as almost um, presenting it internally. So there's there's usually a stage where someone else has kind of lightly structured the loan with the client, you know, general mm-hmm. overview of terms and things like that. Um, and it, it's when we've actually received all the financials and basically going internally to the team that, you know, says, okay, we can put this loan on our books. And we're willing to take this on. It's, it's taking in all that information and presenting it to them to say, here's why we're comfortable with it. Do you agree or disagree? Quick question on kind of work-life balance. I think that's something a lot of people talk about when they consider careers in banking or consulting is you hear about the 80, 100-hour work weeks. I'm curious, kind of, is your role something similar or is it something more manageable? Like, what can people expect? Yeah, so uh, private banking, I think, is a little different from that. that, Those, you know, 80 to 100-hour horror stories people hear, I think, is a little more aligned with investment banking. Uh, my typical time commitment is usually in the range of, uh, a day from about eight to six. Uh, there's, there's obviously ebbs and flows with that, you know, at the ends of quarters or the end of the year, that can be a lot more hectic where the hours are longer. Uh, but in general, it's, it's, it's eight to six and, you know, Monday through Friday, there's never really any time I've had to work on a weekend or commit time, any of my free time outside of those normal hours. And you've climbed, climbed the ranks there fairly quickly. What do you think? you did specifically or you know uh, outside of that what you've seen other people do uh, that's helped them kind of progress faster and get promoted within that uh, uh, company uh i think they were kind of for for me personally i think there were there were two aspects um one is probably more applicable to others which is you know it, it's a little cliche but i i think when you actually have a passion or an interest in something mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to learn 
Um, I became very interested in the private equity and venture capital world. So having gone from it on the sales side where I was trying to, you know, convince them to look at certain products and things like that to now better understanding their world and the ins and outs of it, uh, it made it a lot easier for me to want to learn more from my colleagues who had more experience and be able to kind of get their, their insight on things like that. Um, and then the other aspect of it was having had a sales background. Um, I think being able to ha handle some of the client communication and be comfortable talking to clients on the phone and be able to take complex banking terms and just talk to someone without the banking terms and explain it in plain English. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's something that was, that was very helpful for me. That's actually an interesting point. I guess, what did you learn going from a sales career to switching into banking? Because a lot of people who go into banking, for the most part, go in right after college. So for people who are curious about transitioning into it after they worked in a different uh, domain for a few years, what should they keep in mind? And do you have any tips for people to kind of help them break into banking? Yeah, so I think I got a, a little lucky in that SVB has a rotational program uh, where they kind of pride themselves on not having finance backgrounds and kind of building you from the ground up. So I got a little lucky there not having to really go through multiple rounds of, you know, pushback on not having that experience. Outside of that, um, you know, if you, I think anytime you're transitioning industries or moving from pretty different roles, it's, it's about showing that initiative that you're interested in the role you're trying to go for. So I think when I uh, was interviewing with SVB, um, a lot of what I was talking about was, you know, kind of the data behind the sales and, you know, a little bit behind what I felt I did really well in success and what I didn't do that well. Um, and I think just having a little bit more of the insight into data and uh, putting that into my pitch of myself made them realize that, you know, you can be interested in, in finance, even if you haven't had that, you, you have the analytical background, you, you want to work with numbers. And, you know, if you're going to be in a finance role at a bank, that's something that's very critical. Got it. And what skills do you think someone needs to be in your position or, you know, adjacent roles to like both soft skills and hard skills uh, in order to be successful? Um, I think a lot of them are pretty consistent across the board with other roles in that, you know, you need to be very detail oriented, uh, especially in underwriting and loans. You need to be pretty accurate and be able to have a, an eye for fine detail. Um, and it's a, a bit of just, you know, being organized and being able to manage your time well. Um, I think those are things that if you're able to manage your time well and stay organized, it makes a lot of your other roles and responsibilities much easier because you're not as off kiltered or, you know, don't feel as overwhelmed when things get a little busy. Um, so I think those are pretty big skills for people to have. And then just in general in banking, again, the, the client communication is huge. Um, you know, people want to feel comfortable with who they're working at, at a bank. So if you're able to, again, you know, talk to them and make them really understand what they're going through as well as, and not continue to use banking terms where they're not really sure what you're saying. Um, I think that's clients quickly trust you and it's, it's an easy way to build a good relationship and hopefully a long-term relationship. And on the, specifically on the hard scale side, does someone have to be like super proficient in Excel or any other specific tools outside of, you know, just being a good communicator and things like that, all the other soft skills, like, is there anything specific people should work on to kind of give themselves a leg up in the interview process? Yeah, I think uh, having a strong skill set in Excel is always helpful in any finance job you have. That's that's never going to hurt you. Uh, in my experience specifically, it's it's not been something that someone absolutely needs to have. To have. Um, 
I think today a lot of banks use either home-built softwares or other softwares that, that they're doing a lot of their data analysis in, that they're things you're going to learn on the job and be able to figure out. But again, being able to have that uh, that foundation in Excel is always going to help you and be able to be a differentiator for you in any application or interview process. Got it. Are there, SVB seems like it's kind of a unique bank. Are there other banks like SVB that you would say are comparable? Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of banks in general um, are moving towards uh, trying to find ways to work with what we call the innovation economy. So working with startups uh, and then as well as, you know, early stage private equity and VC firms. Uh, I think a lot of people realize that that's a really great area of the market that's continuing to grow and it's a great way to build uh, the economy overall. Um, but there, there are definitely banks, you know, we, we operate in space where we see a lot of the same names and people who also understand and work in the same space as we do. Could you list a few banks that kind of do similar work for people who are considering working at a firm like SVB? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, you're the big names that you hear a, a lot. We see often, uh, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, um, and another that's uh, very similar in kind of the, the innovation economy is First Republic Bank. Got it. And I guess, what's been your biggest surprise once since getting into banking? And along those lines, I'm curious, what's been you know, the best part of the career you've had so far within SVB? And what's been the more challenging parts of it? I think... Um... I think the biggest surprise, uh, and maybe this was just me being more naive, is just, you know, how many companies rely on banks for their day to day, whether that's, you know, specifically to companies and just, you know, like we t discussed earlier, helping them with cash flows, being able to pay vendors, buy their inventory, things like that, uh, as well as individuals being able to kind of do the same same aspect of just, you know, make life a little easier and not have to worry about money as much. Um, I, I think prior to this experience i obviously knew it was a huge integral part of the economy but i didn't realize just how how vast it was um and you know the both the best and i worst part about uh my experience so far at svb is kind of almost been the same thing in that i joined right during uh the beginning of the pandemic um which was a very interesting time to start a banking career where immediately things went from being seemingly pretty good to everything seemed like it was falling apart as fast as possible. Uh, and then quickly rebounded after where specifically in um, the, the market that we operate in, the private equity and VC market was extremely active throughout that time. So there was seemingly no, no slowdown uh, while it was still apparent that you know, other parts of the economy were struggling. Got it. With regards to compensation, at different levels, what would you say the average pay is like for someone, you know, at an associate level, senior, and then going on to VP uh, at your role or similar? Yeah, so I would say anywhere in the associate to senior associate level, you're probably looking at a, um, a base salary in the range of maybe 75 to, to 90,000. And then with that, there's probably a bonus in the range of 15 to 20%, obviously with some upside if there's years where the bank does pretty well. Uh, and as you go up, I think you're looking in more in the ranges of um, about 110 to 130 when you're talking VP or director level, depending on, you know, your experience and the size of the bank. And usually with that, the uh, the bonus will increase as well, probably about 20 to anywhere in the range of 20 to 40 percent. Uh, and, you know, a lot of large banks also offer stock compensation uh, as 
Well's other benefits. What is that bonus dependent on? Is it just, you know, feedback from your manager or are there, are there specific metrics they kind of track? Um, so it, it'll be a mix of one, the overall company performance, and then usually what most will break it up by also the, the department performance. Um, so there may be some departments, whether that's, you know, think of it in, in terms of SV, the commercial bank or the private bank may have better years than one or the other, that there, theirs will be a little more dependent on that rather than uh, an individual's performance. But there always is the individual aspect. You know, if you're, if you're a really important, impactful contributor, um, a company's going to recognize that and do what they can to treat, treat you well and reward you for that. And is the stock compensation usually on a four-year vesting schedule like most startups, or is it slightly different? It depends. Uh, there, there are some that will be offered kind of as uh, on, a, on a vesting schedule. Um, there's also uh, structures where you are able to buy the stock at a discount, um, and it's essentially treated as income, but you, you get to buy the stock as a discount and kind of put that money to the side over time. Got it. And I guess last question what advice would you give someone who's looking to be in your role or in a similar role within banking? Um, I, I think it goes back to try to find if you if you want to be in banking and you think that's something you want to do, see if there's a way you can find something that you know aligns with something you're interested in. I think it just makes the makes any job easier when you not only are interested in your specific role but are interested in the topic you're you're looking at. Um, so for me, just being closely aligned with private equity and venture capital, I, I think that makes the role a lot easier and just wanting to learn, uh, as well as continuing to get feedback from other people. Um, and kind of touching on that part as well, just being willing to learn from people who have more experience from you. Um, I think coming into any job, people feel like they should know a lot, but you're going to have to learn on the job. People are going to teach you things. There's always someone who knows more than you. So take advantage of that, ask questions, be a sponge to people and uh, try and find someone who you could trust to really give you the foundation you need to grow in your role. Got it. Well, DJ, this has been super helpful. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course. Appreciate you having me on. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, this has been the day in the life podcast. Uh, as usual, once again, you know, if you'd like to speak to the guests or anyone else that is in a career that you're interested in to kind of pick their brain, learn a little bit more before you make career decisions, uh, feel free to shoot us a note, hello at consultspot.com, and we'll uh, set you up with someone for a one-on-one -on -one call. Um, if you have any feedback or guest recommendations, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, follow us on social media, I guess. Uh, I'll catch you on the next one. See you.